What's up, everyone? You're tuning into RNFM Radio. Yep, that's right. Well, you probably know you're tuning into RNFM Radio. If by chance you happen to RNFM Radio and you've never listened to us before and you don't know how in the world we got into your podcast feed, maybe stay tuned because this is some great content. We are tachycardic today at 181, or rather, maybe not tachycardic. It's just our episode. Episode 181. That's right, 181. Very exciting stuff here because we just keep going up just going up here and creating this content. We're going to be talking about that today. That's right. Content marketing is what we're going to be discussing. And Keith and I dive quite deep, I think, on today's episode. And we can go even deeper, but then you'd be here for a week. So anyway, fun episode and we're glad you're tuning in. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to hit us up at rnfmradio.com on this one forward slash content marketing. So Let's just get into the show. Why don't we? Let's let's head in there. Well, let's run with 181. We are here. I'm excited to be here. Uh, it's just the two of us. Two buds on the mic. Two buds, that is, Kevin and Keith. And I'm just, I'm glad to be here with you today, Keith. I'm glad that we're still just trying to push out content as we are rounding out 2015. And we're going to be talking a little bit about content today uh, because I think you and I specialize in that area. And we know that a lot of people don't necessarily specialize in it and they're interested about it. And you know, the two of us, we haven't really talked about content production, curation, and really promotion of content and how that can really help grow your brand, your business. And so it's going to take a little bit more of an entrepreneurial spin today, which I'm always excited about talking about business, entrepreneurship. You know how that goes, Keith. You know it. That's very true. I know that. And I also know that in terms of content creation, even nurses who aren't entrepreneurs can create content, and we will touch on that for sure, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. We don't want to leave them out. We definitely, oh, no, 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 no. We definitely yeah. don't want to leave them out. And we, because I, I'm, I'm a big proponent, I, I think, of, of content creation, curation, and your personal brand. Even if you are a career nurse in an organization where you're, you are not self-employed and you don't have to be an executive, I still think that you have something to say. We think you have something to say. We know nurses do. We've got great stories to share, great insights. And you don't have to be self-employed or an entrepreneur to create this content and, and have a blog or have a platform. Definitely, That's very definitely true. no, no. That's so. true. And just before we dive deeper into deep into this, I just want to give a shout out to Elizabeth Scala, who's not with us today. She'll be back with us soon to celebrate the holidays in the end of 2015. And you said we were two buds on the mic today. And actually, it's more like we're two thorns because the rose is missing. Oh, look at you, Keith. Now you, You're always pulling that together. It's I know just it. so polished that way. You are right. We are we are two thorns without our rose today. Hopefully Elizabeth is listening to this and she maybe she's be. smiling or blushing. Um, right. But we do miss her and we're sorry that, that she can't be here today. But she will be on the next episode. That's the She'll plan anyway. She'll yeah, back. she will be yeah. back. Um, so, you know... <sighs> Content, boy, if Elizabeth was here, she could talk about content too, because she's created a ton of content over the years. And, you know, in terms of being a clinical nurse and producing content, I just want to say to the nurses out there that I started blogging in 2005 on a dare from my brother. And I realized pretty quickly that blogging about nursing was a great way to write about what I did. And it actually got a lot of traction. And that's what launched me eventually into launching a coaching practice and all the things I do and writing professionally because people actually liked what I was writing. And 
what it did is it positioned me as an expert in the field, even though I wasn't even trying to do so. And that's something I just wanted to say right off the bat, that even if you're not a nurse entrepreneur right now, even if you never want to be an entrepreneur or business person ever, ever in your entire life and career, there is room in your life for writing and doing other things that showcases your expertise. So I just wanted to get that off my chest. Do you think we should dare our community that has that do not have a platform right now? I think we should dare them in 2016 to really think seriously about creating something like this for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's start there. Let's let's start with the people who actually aren't business people, aren't nurse entrepreneurs and maybe don't ever want to be. So everybody knows I talk about LinkedIn. I'm pretty much the only nurse on the internet who actually seems to be teaching other people how to use LinkedIn. But be that as it may, LinkedIn's a great place to create your some of your personal brand and have a stake in the ground as a professional, right? Yeah. It's the largest online networking platform in the world. And, you know, there's this thing on there called LinkedIn Pulse. And this is a place where you can write basically blog posts that get pushed out to people who are interested in your particular type of content and your keywords. So say you're a nurse who wants to move from let's see, floor nursing and the ICU or the CCU or something. And you want to start moving in the direction of being a leader or a manager or something. You know what? The best way to empower your profile on LinkedIn and create some content that's going to get you noticed and that you can point people to when they want to learn about who you are and what you do and what you stand for is to write articles on LinkedIn. You don't even have to launch your own blog or build a website. You have a built-in blog platform right there on LinkedIn. So even if you don't care how many people read it, that's a place to write so that when you apply for a job as a manager or you're starting to move into that particular space within the profession, you can point someone to your profile, which you've buffed up to make it shine like it's just astronomically incredible LinkedIn profile. And you can say, hey, look at the 24 articles I have on LinkedIn. You can read all about all the stuff I know. So yeah. just saying. Yeah. No, I think that's great. And I love the fact that you even, you mentioned LinkedIn and, and um, their platform because we know that a blog is likely one of the easiest platforms to set up and start creating that content. And, and we always encourage I especially always encourage people, if they've got something to say, put it out there. Because what's in your head, when you see it visually on a blog or a site like LinkedIn, like it'll only continue to like fuel that passion for you to want to continue to create that content, create better content, become more of an expert. I, I, it's, it's one of those things like where we say, if you put it on paper and you visualize it, like that's going to be a huge motivator. But with LinkedIn, I love this that you mentioned this, Keith. This is my point is think about it as a blog with training wheels, but has like rocket boosters on it. And what I mean by that, and what you just said, Keith, it's already ready to go. So you didn't have to get your own website, install a theme and, and create like all these visuals because LinkedIn is doing that for you. It's giving you the platform to create the content, add some uh, images in there and tweak it as you need to. So you, that's the training wheel part. It's very easy to set up. How, and then the rocket boosters is the fact that you can get in front of, I mean, how many people are on LinkedIn, Keith? What, uh, what did I see? Active users daily. We'd have to look that up. 
we definitely would have to look that up. So let me just table that for a second. We'll look up the active users on LinkedIn. But the fact is, is 400 that, million. Okay. So just a, a, a shy over a shade over, you know, I mean, are you going to get in front of 400 million people on your individual blog right away? Probably not. But the potential right. there to get in front of those people is, is amazing. That's the, that's the rocket booster part. And that's about building that native content on their platform instead of rather sharing your blog content, which, you know, I, I still encourage people to do. But if you're creating it on that native, on that platform natively, and you're not sharing, you know, just a link to your blog, you will get more traction. The, the platforms do set it up, whether you think it's fair or not. And Facebook does the same thing. If you create it on their platform, it will get in front of more people. I that's mean, that's very true. It, it, it is. True. And some people think that that's not fair, but hey, you know, the, that's just the, the way it is. It is. It's just the way right. it is. I mean, that's content marketing and that's, you know, LinkedIn has set it up that way. Right. And this is something I've never talked about or we've never discussed really in terms of content creation by nurses who aren't business people. Because if you go back to that apparently age old notion that you're the CEO of your brand, you're the CEO of your career, then you actually are a company in many ways. And you've said that before, Kevin. So if you are a brand in your profession and content marketing is kind of king right now, if you want to create really amazing content and you haven't had anything published in a journal or a magazine, or you're not part of a paper or research, LinkedIn is the great place to start, to start creating some buzz and also just have a body of work to which to point colleagues who you want to either a impress or somehow other influence and convince them or demonstrate to them your expertise and your excellence. So it's a great place. So I don't want those non entrepreneurial nurses to feel like, Oh, this show isn't for me or this con this particular conversation or types of conversations aren't for me because I don't own a business because if you're the CEO of yourself, then you actually have a business. Yes. And going back to creating this content on these other platforms, LinkedIn, we'll just kind of stick with LinkedIn because it, it is definitely a great platform. And we're certainly encouraging more nurses to head over to LinkedIn. I hear oftentimes when, when people start the blog, they, they want that URL, or at least they want a platform to send uh, individuals to, or you know, the readers or cl potential clients, whatever the purpose of your platform is. However, if you are being viewed as an expert and you're creating this amazing content on something like LinkedIn, just continue to do that. Your blog might not be getting a ton of love. And what I mean love as far as engagement and traffic, but I think that's okay. I really do. Because what will happen is you will, all, you will start to see this shift. And if you're following the analytics sort of the back end of your blog to see where your traffic is coming from, eventually people will say like, oh my gosh. I love what this person is writing about. I love this content that they're creating or curating or the commentary that they have around this curated content or, or whatever that is. Like they start to really connect with you. Then they're going to be more willing to leave that LinkedIn platform to come see your blog or your other platform that you're creating outside of that. So, exactly. yeah, I mean, because we've always said like, you know, from the beginning, like, yeah, just start a blog, just start writing and then just keep writing and, and building that content. But again, these are great ways to help build your readership. And it's okay, I think, if you're giving a lot of attention to LinkedIn 
or, or another platform first where you can get in front of people uh, more easily because, yeah, they'll start loving you and they're like, wherever you are, I'm going to go there. Right. And they'll follow you there. Right. And if starting a blog, again, isn't for you, it's not something you want to do, you don't want to go there, then just use the native platform on LinkedIn and leave it at that. You don't have to take that extra step if you don't want to. If you just want to have a place to share your thoughts and share your expertise, that's great. Yeah. So don't feel like you have to do what Kevin was just suggesting if it's not up your alley. But I do recommend it as a way of showcasing yourself and really making yourself noticed for your knowledge, expertise, skill, or other type of information that you have to share with people. So yeah, it's a great, it's a great thing to do. I really, I really want to encourage people to do that. And I did find an article here. It is from digital statistics. Um, it's from a blog and it's by the numbers, 125 plus amazing LinkedIn statistics. It was published actually not very long ago. So I will put that in the show notes so people awesome. can find that. And there's lots of stats. So there, the number of new LinkedIn members per second is two. LinkedIn's reported user, user total goal is 3 billion. They're now at 400 million. Granted, only about 25% of those people use LinkedIn on a regular basis, but 25% of 400 million isn't bad. Right, right. Right. Well, just and, saying. Well, and here's, so let's ask this question, Keith, and I, mm -hmm. you and I know the answers uh, to this, but what if I'm afraid to what if I feel like I'm giving away the content for free? You know, let's, so let's say that if I, you know, I'm, I'm self-employed or I'm looking to provide certain services and I'm trying to get in front of potential clients. Am I, is there really a risk there? Because I've got to, I've got to give something away. I mean, I've got to get people, I've got to, you know, create these, what we would call warm leads, right? I mean, mm -hmm. well, RNFM radio, think about this. Keith, I mean, certainly we have some sponsorship at times for RNFM Radio, but there's a lot of value that we're bringing. I mean, there's no paywall set up for this podcast. You can oh, listen absolutely. to it for free. Right, right. You know, I was just listening to an episode of The Fizzle Show, one of my favorite podcasts, Kevin, and I know you love The Fizzle Show. I do. And it's actually, it is an episode about how much content should I give away for free? So I'm actually going to find the link to that, put that in the show notes. I think that's very important. By the way, the show notes for this show, you can find at rnfmradio.com forward slash content marketing. So that's rnfmradio.com forward slash content marketing. So, right. So we're talking about if someone is actually a business person, right? Well, I think that's probably where we are gravitating to. Well, but think, I, I don't know. I think that there are also uh, career-minded folks too that might feel like they're sharing too much online and that, you know, maybe they need to be paid for their opinion or something. But but let's kind of stick to the folks that are entrepreneurs and that are looking to potentially connect with some clients out there to provide right. whatever product or service that they're trying to get Well, that makes sense. So. Let me use, let's use RNFM radio as an example first, right? Yeah. We, we make very little money at RNFM. We get a few sponsorships here and there. We haven't really monetized the show, which honestly we would like to do in 2016. However, that said, we would keep doing it even if it wasn't monetized because we really like it and we've done it for four years because yeah. we love doing it. So part of the process of creating content is basically to showcase your expertise, like I said earlier, and 
Sure. Lots of people listen to RNFM radio and they never go to nursekeith.com. They never go to Innovative Nurse. You know, they don't check us out on social media or anything. And it's perfectly fine. You know, some people will, and that's also great. So creating content is really about sharing, again, your expertise. It's about sharing what you know. And I believe in sharing as much of my knowledge as possible. I share it on many, many different platforms, including here. And it's all part of building a brand and it's all part of also being part of a larger community of thought leaders and, and content creators. And we're all creating basically like a, a library. It's almost like a digital library of information for other people to enjoy and profit from in their own career or their own business. Well, yeah. And what we've also, I, I love that, that digital library, but take it even further because I'm, I'm always saying how, how awesome it is that we know more of you are taking this content on the go. And RNFM Radio, so let's dial it back quickly to the blog, for instance. I remember, and Keith, you and I have talked about this before, that RNFM Radio got quite a big readership. I mean, thousands and thousands of views, page views per post when we were you know, active on the site at rnfmradio.com. And we have the podcast section and we have the blog section, which I know some of you might be like, hey, guys, you haven't really put up a blog post per se. But we do put the show notes up for the podcast. But anyway, what we determined, we pivoted a little bit. We still put the show notes up and we try to put relevant content up on rnfmradio.com. However, we know that the podcast, that's the place that people are really kind of gravitating toward. People are actually coming like quicker than I would have imagined. You know, thousands and thousands of you are listening to the show because apparently we've hit on something as far as not only is it valuable content, but it's a convenient way to access it, to consume it. Because some of you are commuting. I know that I listen to podcasts like constantly. When I'm in the car, if I'm not on the phone, I'm listening to a podcast and I'm learning something from it. So we will continue. And and you can even look at this, like you can break it down a percentage if you want to. Like I almost practice like an 80-20 and what I mean by that, it's an 80, like give versus a 20 ask. Like, mm-hmm. I don't mind giving away practically almost everything because I know that that 20% ask, like when you, like if I ask and like, I'm looking for a conversion, like if it's something that I'm trying to, if there's some buy-in or, or selling or whatever, like that 20% is going to be huge for you. Trust me. Like you think I'm giving away like 80% and like, there's a lot of, like, what more could I learn? Oh, trust me. That other 20%. That, that, that could be held back is like explosive. And we're not talking about bowel movements here. I mean, we're talking amazing, like fireworks and, and, and jet packs and, and things that can really help you launch and catapult your brand. And, and I don't mind doing it. I, I, and another thing too is, Keith, you mentioned that sometimes the sponsorship is, can be infrequent at times, but I have business connections. I have consultants, colleagues, business, uh, you know, contracts that, that occur because people said, I heard you on RNFM radio, or I heard you at Innovative Nurse, or I know you're connected with, and we want to work with you. Exactly. Right. That has happened to me too, of course, that people have come to me to write for their websites, you know, as a paid writer. People have come to me to ask me to be on their podcast or write a guest post or create some sort of piece of content for them. Clients have come to me because they said, 
you know, I started listening to RNF radio, then I checked out your website, et cetera. So that does happen. So for those of you who are launching businesses or you already have businesses, when I look at your websites, people come to me and say, hey, would you look at my website and give me some feedback? And one of the first things I say is, well, a website without a blog or some place where new content is posted on a regular, consistent basis is more of a brochure site. It's not really a site that has any meat on its bones, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And without new content being posted on that site, you could do tons of SEO and all that kind of stuff that I don't even bother doing, true confessions, that um, it's going to start falling down in the Google search ranks because you're not putting anything new on it. You're not strengthening keywords. You're not doing all that stuff you're supposed to do with the website. Plus, that makes the website kind of boring because there's nothing new on it. Yeah. So that's really important. And when I look at a website, I look, I say, well, where are your social links? Where can I look at your Facebook page, your LinkedIn profile, your company's LinkedIn page? Where can I look at your Twitter feed? And many of these folks who come to me to have me look at their website, they don't have those. Or if they do have them, they're not linking to them. Or if they do link to them, I look at their social media feeds and see that they're not really creating anything. They're not creating any content. They haven't posted on Twitter since November of 2013. So I'm not saying you have to go out there and post on every single one of these platforms, but you have to choose a couple for yourself. And if you do have a business, if you're a nurse with a business, you, I'm assuming you have a website and I'm assuming that you have at least one social media platform that you're digging into, that you're really kind of investing your time and resources and energy and attention into, because it's very important. It is. And yeah, it is so important. And really, if your site lacks that, if it lacks links to your active social media platforms, and I mentioned I, I, (laughs) you can notice (laughs) I said active social media platforms. And if you're not blogging or creating something for yourself, there's something missing there. And that's just a really important thing. And if you are creating blog posts or anything like that, then make sure you have social share buttons on there so that when I read your awesome blog post, I can share it to all my potential, all the platforms I use. Right. Well, and, and I think that's as, as the, this person we're talking to, you know who you are, you're we, tuning you're in, t- you, you know, we know you're listening. You, you have to pay attention to what, what we refer to in the, the marketing space as your key performance indicators. And, and so for KPI for short, and well, oh my God, what did you say? That's not an abbreviation that I know. See, the nurses out there, we have a lot of abbreviations, acronyms, all those things that, that we can keep up with. But uh, this, is, this is something that, that might be new to you. But what, what we're really saying here, what I'm trying to dial into is that when you create that platform, that blog, let's say, we'll just use a blog as an example because I think that's the easiest uh, to, to refer to. But right. look, at, look at those, those website visits. You know, Kind of take a look at those numbers because that's what we were doing at RNFM Radio. We were noticing that, not that we were losing audience members to, you know, because RNFM radio page views were going down on our podcast section, but our podcast listens were actually going up. So we're like, okay, well, maybe just there aren't as many people that necessarily need the show notes. You might go back and refer to, but sometimes we put links into the, the mobile app where you can just access it from your device and you don't even need to hit that, the website but we still pr- produce the show notes for you because there are plenty of you still accessing that. So you need to kind of look at that. You need to pay attention to your social shares. 
you know, so Keith, you talked about you, you do need to be active and you need to pay attention, like what's working. And I would almost say like picking one is fine. I would almost do like some AB testing to say at least go for two. So let's say that you're on Twitter and Facebook or Twitter and LinkedIn, whatever that is. I think you need some comparison because we know that if we share something on LinkedIn, we might have a huge number of, of let's say, more seasoned nurses out there on LinkedIn versus some of our younger audience members who could be hanging out more so on Twitter. And we can True. get those numbers. We can data mine that. Right. We so. can look at that. So, right. Yeah, I agree with you. So if you're a nurse out there with a business, I mentioned one social media platform. And Kevin, well, I think- Well, start there was, and get good at it. Yeah, no, start there I think there I was trying it. not to scare people. Well, you're not people, scary, Keith. I'm not well, maybe point. sometimes you're. Well, we're both thorns and people don't like we to be- We are thorns. That's true. Yeah, people don't so, like thorns. I don't know. <laughs> you could be scary. You're going to draw blood in I a different am. way. You're drawing blood with your thorn. And I live here in the desert where, you know, like I walk across the land to go see the donkeys who live in the adjoining land over here and I feed them a snack every day. And there's lots of thorns out there. I live in the desert. So sure, there's there's lots of things that are going to prick your skin and- Yes, and, and, goat heads and all kinds of stuff. Oh my God, goat heads. Don't <laughs> <get> started. <laughs> I remember, so, like, what? A goat head? What is a goat head? It's actually a little thorn that grows in this awful low-lying plant that yeah. actually, it's uh, they look like little teeny tiny goat heads and they get stuck in dogs' paws. And Oh, don't get me started. It's, it's, <laughs> we'll, we'll write a 1,500 to 2,000 word post on goat heads as part oh, of our we, content. You really could. You really could. <laughs> Uh, but aside from goat heads, the, there were thorns out there for you in the social media world too. And one of the thorns in your side as a business, did you like that transition? Uh, uh, yeah, I tell one you, of the thorns so in your savvy. side yes. Yes. <laughs> as a nurse entrepreneur might be, you know what? I just, you know, how many people have come to me and said, I don't do social media. Mm-hmm. And I look at them and say, do you own a business? And they say, yeah, I'm a nurse entrepreneur. And I say, well, if you don't do social media, it's like having a table with one leg, basically. Or yeah. well, two legs. Two well, legs. and and you know what, Keith? It's funny because when I was building websites in the '90s, I literally like as a business, business would tell, what do I need a website for? I'm not going to be selling anything on that website. Like it might be a restaurant or some other service industry. And I'm like, no, 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 no. There, there's so many possibilities. So it's just kind of funny. It seems like a repeat for me. Like it's very telling that now everybody has a website. Every business I know has a website, and now we're in that space. And I love that reference of, you know, you, you don't have enough table legs to, to keep it up because right. the, the social, the social aspect of your business is important. Right. And remember the days when brick and mortar stores, like, I don't know, borders is gone, but like borders decided it was about time to have a website. You know, it took some brick and mortar businesses some time to kind of jump on the bandwagon because yeah. they wanted to see where this, where this internet thing was going. Right. But the thing is, here in 2015, or you're probably listening in 2016, because this show is going to launch right before the new year, is that it's it's a given now. It's just a given. No mm-hmm. matter what you're opening, you're probably going to have a website. There's very few businesses out there who probably don't. I mean, even, you know, plumbers and carpenters and electricians need to have them now, because how do people find you? They don't use the yellow pages anymore, unless they're from the Eisenhower generation. They still use the yellow pages. So that's just a fact of life these days. And for those of you who are, I think there's some fear out there about putting, putting yourself out there. I think there's a lot of fear around that. Mm-hmm. And I think in terms of content creation, 
having a website, having social media platforms, people are afraid because if you're going to put out an opinion on a blog post, somebody out there might disagree with you. Yeah. Or if you're going to tweet some statistic or tweet some idea or thought you've had, someone might disagree with you. And you also have to, you have to assuage those fears and just say, you know what, it's okay if people disagree with me. And part of your brand is also how you respond to people who disagree with you. So don't allow that fear of the unknown to keep you as a nurse or as a nurse entrepreneur business person from dipping your toe into any of these waters. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's interesting that you brought up that borders uh, compare, like, let me, let me just tease this out a little bit, uh, from a business standpoint, because nope. you don't, you definitely don't want to cut your nose off to spite your face and you really do need to pivot and, and think about this. So Amazon, we, as we all know, I, I shop there very frequently that many people would label Amazon as the entity that killed that book industry or killed borders. And, you know, Barnes and Noble, I think they, they're hanging on and, and they've tried to pivot their business model. But it's interesting how, and we'll just use books as a reference just because I think that's just kind of good for, because we're comparing yeah. it to borders. Right. That's a good place to start. So you could have that old school mentality of like, yeah, we still have all these brick and mortars and people still like to go come in and shop and, and grab a book, especially if they, if they need that book, you know, the same day. Well, it's very interesting that, that Amazon built it in an opposite way to say, okay, well, you can have the convenience of getting these books online or these products online and we'll ship it to you and then you can even have that prime shipping where it'll be at your door you know within two days and if you if you bump it up and you pay like the 399 to have it overnighted to you then that's convenient well amazon is also working on uh putting in locations in in metropolitan areas where literally if you go to amazon and you click buy it might be on your doorstep in a couple of hours so think about this. Borders had the infrastructure already in place to, to, to do this. They just didn't have the mentality or the mindset from the website uh, development or the database like Amazon did. But think about like if you still wanted to support your local Borders uh, shop and like you went to their website, you were able to click buy on it and your local store, they had a delivery system where literally somebody would come to your office or your home and hand deliver you that book. They already had the infrastructure in place, but unfortunately they don't anymore. It's gone. It's done. But Amazon has actually do, did it backwards where they developed the website and now they're actually putting in these fulfillment areas or fulfillment centers in certain areas where you literally can get your product almost like with either in a couple of hours or definitely the same day. Right. And then within a couple of years, they'll probably be delivering those to your home or office by drone. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's the whole thing where borders, I think, again, to talk about cutting your nose off to spite your face, especially now in 2015, knowing that we know that Amazon has almost like said, well, we don't necessarily want like full on brick and mortars, but we have the infrastructure in place to still have these facilities and we can deliver it right there. I mean, right to your doorstep. And I just think, oh, oh my gosh, like if I were the ex-CEO of Borders or thinking, you know, one of the executives thinking like now, like I would have literally said, oh my God, we just totally shot ourselves in the foot here. Like That's think about true. all the stores that we had and we could get into people's homes. Like, and, and they could have been a direct, they were in direct uh, competition with Amazon, but they could have been there first. But Amazon right. just, you Yeah, know. Amazon jumped on it and they reverse engineered the whole thing. Yeah, which they did. Really they, awesome. they changed the whole narrative from the inside out. 
Right. And that was brilliant. That yeah. was really brilliant. So anyway, oh my gosh. Back, yeah. Like, whoa, let's go back to yeah. Yeah, content marketing. People were like, what? Books, Amazon, drones? I don't know. So relating this back to nurses then. So how would you relate it back to say a nurse who's in a business? If a nurse, say a nurse decides to launch a boutique home health agency in their town, let's say they're in um, Albany, New York, and they're going to launch a little boutique home health agency. Yeah. Or let's say a, a uh, let's do something a little more cutting edge. Let's say, um, what would you call it? Like a, a nurse on call for the, the wealthy, you know? Well, yeah. Concierge healthcare. Like concierge what we do. healthcare. Yeah. Right. That's what we, that's what we do. That's what you do up in Colorado. So mm-hmm. what would that person want to do around creating content that's going to support the launch of this particular business. Cause this business obviously is going to be boots on the ground, yeah. going to people's homes, doing IVs, et cetera, et cetera. However, people are going to find them mostly through the internet. My, I assume other or word of mouth. So, but let's assume that at least 50% of the business is going to come from a Google search. So how are they going to position themselves and use content to get people to get into people's homes, basically. Yeah, well, the assumption is that if you've started this business or if you've been in business for a while, then you apparently know who you're after as far as your target audience. So let's make the assumption that you already know because I think that would be for another show is, is how you distill down who your actual target market is. Right. So I'm not saying audience like blog readers for, for right now. I'm, I'm just talking about who you're after to serve. So you already know who you're serving or want to serve. What I would do and what we have done is actually uh, created content, curated, both curated and created ourselves, content around the services that we provide. So instead of saying, you know, like heavily selling my company, Spire Health, I would just write, initially just write about things uh, that we are doing for the clients that we're serving. Because ultimately what you want to do is have people so interested, they're like, I want a piece of that. I want some of that. Like, that's what I want. So you share like, I don't know, data that, that you're seeing or that you've actually directly observed or that somebody else is seeing in their businesses because we're providing this concierge service. We know that people can heal faster in some, some degree uh, or, or better or have you know, better outcomes, more positive outcomes if we can serve them in their homes. So we can write content around that. Like we can just share, we can just write content about that because eventually people are going to be searching for that content. You know, the concierge healthcare might might not be a buzzword, but home care could be. And you could write something about home care, holistic care, nutrition, um, healthy, you know, uh, healthy home. I don't know. I'm now I'm just trying to reach here for like keywords and stuff. That's okay. All I know is that that's a, a lot of times that's how people found my company is that we were writing about content or we were we were developing content around the stuff that we were actually doing. We were setting up uh, nutrition plans. We were working with alternative and holistic um, integrative medicine. We were doing a lot of stuff because people are searching for integrative medicine. They're searching for holistic medicine and healthcare. So they would find my company and say, well, I love that you partner with holistic practitioners. That's what I want for my mom or dad or for myself. Right. And let's, let's go back to not keywords, so to speak, but just to the Google search thing. So say you're in Albany, you're, you're, you're launching a concierge nursing practice and you've launched a website and you have a little office and that's where you operate out of. And sure, you get some word of mouth referrals, but you need people to find you. So say 
um, Paul, who's 53. He lives in San Diego. His mom is 79 and ailing, but living at home alone. She's a widow. She lives in downtown Albany or one of the suburbs of Albany. Mm-hmm. If Paul Googles nursing or home health Albany in San, from San Diego, from the comfort of his home or office, you want to come up on that first page of Google, right? So if Paul clicks on your website, you know, Concierge Nursing of Albany LLC, he goes to your website and he starts reading about you. You've got to have some really great copy on your website, first of all, that's going to capture his attention. Second, if you have a blog, he'll click on blog and he'll see, oh, wow, this person actually knows what she's talking about. There's 57 blog posts here about different aspects of elder care and staying safe at home and all that kind of stuff, right? So then he clicks on your Facebook link at the top of your homepage, the top, not the bottom. And he goes to your Facebook page and sees how you're posting a safety tip every Tuesday for elders living at home. And then he goes to your Twitter feed and sees that. Then he goes to your LinkedIn profile and sees the amazing testimonials people have written about you as a nurse and a healthcare provider. So you see how this kind of spirals out into this amazing web of basically content and branding that you've created. I'm ready to buy. Right. Where do so I sign for up? Those of you, right, right now. Yeah. So for those of you out there who call me and call Kevin and call other of our colleagues saying, how do I launch this? How do I do this? That's one of the ways you do it. So Kevin, am I totally off or am I hitting the mark? No, you are totally hitting the mark here. And awesome. you are smashing that goat head and the, the thorn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're doing... Good thing. No, it is. And, and you're right. So from a geotagging standpoint, what I've recommended for people is that... If you're a home-based business or you're running your business out of your home, it, it might, well, I would recommend getting at least a virtual address or a mailing address elsewhere because right. part of the Google analytics and, and the way they crawl these websites, if you post or somehow link in a, a mailing address, so if you're in Albany and somebody does a search for that, then you will come up more easily from a geotagging standpoint, because you're already on a, because Google, what it does, and especially there, there are some plugins for your WordPress site. If let's say you just use WordPress, uh, Google maps will actually populate, like it'll, it'll come up. So Google really likes that. And they'll say like, well, if this person's looking for this type of service, we definitely want to put this person who is in Albany who can provide that. So a lot of times that will come up first, because if you've allowed Chrome or whatever browser or your computer, to, you know, obviously keep those cookies and know where you are, your location tracking, then it's, it's, it's somewhat automatic. Like it'll just pop up like the five or six, you know, area, uh, boutique healthcare companies or home concierge or whatever that is, whatever you're looking for, those will pop up because they're near, they're in your area because Google wants to put you in touch with, uh, they want to do local search. Oh, they absolutely do. Yeah. If you're starting a business that has a local aspect like nurse, uh, concierge nurse or home health like that, you definitely want to come up in those searches because that's how people find things because we all know the yellow pages are are dying except for the older generation and people are pulling out of yellow pages all the time. I'm so, amazed why they still drop them off on my front porch. Oh, they still do. Yeah. I know. It's, it's such a waste of paper. And it's just right into the recycling bin. I know. I mean, it's really, it's awful. There's like a hole at the... Um, the dump here, their transfer station, they call it euphemistically here in Santa Fe. You go there, there's an entire small um, dumpster 
dedicated to phone books. It's yeah. just outrageous. I just, I can't stand it. Well, I've tried um, to see like how I can get rid well, because we don't have a landline. And then you're like, well, is there a list I can get on? Kind of like the no call list, but it's just too cumbersome for them to keep up with it. Like they just, you know, I've been told like they just drop them on every porch. They realize that, that let's say in my neighborhood, maybe only 20% of people have a landline or would ha- or don't have internet, which actually I doubt, I think most of, <laughs> most of my neighbors have internet. So I don't know. It's just the technology is so easily accessible. Right. And, and I like the fact that, you know, you, you did say like, get that content, not only just fresh content, but good content, valuable content, and make it a very appealing that you know what you're, you're, you're doing here. And people, that's the thing. Like if you teach them something, when we talked about giving that content away for quote unquote free, it really mm-hmm. isn't free. I mean, it, it is like you're sharing that information. So let's say somebody learns something from you. Then why wouldn't they want to hire hire the person that taught them to teach them even more? Because I've got more questions. So we're creating this content and maybe we're hitting a few areas of concern or question for them. But wouldn't they want access to you to actually get more specific, distilled down to their needs? Right. And that's ultimately exactly. why they would hire you. Right. So going back to Paul in San Diego, who wants to find some care for his mom over in Albany, if Paul goes to three websites of three different home health agencies or concierge nursing agencies, and he's blown away by the web copy on one of those websites, hopefully your website, and he's blown away by what you're sharing on social media and by your blog posts and how maybe open and authentic or professional and knowledgeable you're demonstrate, you know, what you're demonstrating there on all those platforms, he's going to hire you. And the same goes for someone like me who's a coach. So I'm not geocentric. So I don't see many clients here in Santa Fe because I don't put tons of energy into finding them. My clients are actually all over the country. So I work mostly with people on the West Coast, the East Coast, and the Midwest and Texas and Minnesota, places like that. So people find me mostly because of all the content I create. That's how I'm found. Mm-hmm. Well, and let's, because I don't think we squash the goat head completely or the thorn. Okay. Because there's, there is, there's going to be a question here. I know somebody right now, I can hear them. They're asking, but where do I find the time to do all of this stuff? Where, like, how can I possibly do this? So I have personally, and Keith, maybe you know this or you don't, I've personally experimented with this process that I'm about to share with you uh, on a professional level. Now, of course, granted, I am like the architect who is currently living in the unfinished home because I need to actually practice this on Innovative Nurse as well. But what I can tell you from the, the latest that we've been working on with some of our clients in our branding company is that if you can just spend some time to create very, I would say, in-depth, high-value just infused with so much good information pieces like posts and do that say once or twice a month. I, I would be interested to see if you are getting more engagement because those pieces of content have so much value in them. And what I mean by that, like they're not just say three to 500 word posts and you feel like, well, I've just got to get a post up because I, I, I need to stay relevant with Google. Let me tell you this. Google crawls these websites very slowly because people ask me about page rank and, you know, authority. 
it takes months and months and months for this stuff to happen. It really does. I'm not saying that you won't register in Google, but if you're like looking to move up in like authority and page rank, well, just keep creating that content that kind of goes on for, let's say, maybe more than a thousand words that maybe even touches on 1500 words, maybe even some two, sometimes 2000 words, mm. that long form content I have seen personally and with my clients that it is actually getting more traction than some of those shorter posts more frequently. And I, and I think a lot of people don't know this. Maybe, I don't know if you know that, Keith. We have seen, we, we took sites who literally put up a small post a day or several small posts a day versus doing, this, doing it the opposite way, doing long-term, like long-form content twice a month. They were getting more total page views, more total engagement, and more conversion rate on those two posts a month versus their four to five posts a week. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So that's that's definitely something to um, that's something to think about. That's something for people to take home. And for those of you who really want to want to move into that space and you really want to position yourself as an expert, that's really the way to do it is to start creating content and showcasing what you know. You have to show people what you know, right? That's that's the thing. yeah. Of course. I mean, that's what we're that's what we're sharing today, like on the show. You and I are sharing our expertise right here on this podcast. And you don't have to go out and start a podcast. We yeah. Oh, we are. We yeah, are. yeah, we are. No, 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 we are. We're definitely sharing. <laughs> and, and, and it can go beyond your blog. I mean, don't just say like, okay, well, I've got a blog now. Where are the people? Because like I said, we said LinkedIn. And we did share our own insights and stories and experiences here that we do have blogs out there. But we also are seeing people gravitate towards other platforms, other sources to grab their content but we're not saying you got to go out and start a podcast like oh, oh what are you saying now my blog traffic's going to go down and i got to do a podcast on the world do i do that not necessarily but there are other platforms again as keith mentioned linkedin if you just want to use that more as a primary and and have your your side website or your your main website or your or your blog as a place that you still create content but maybe it, it's it's better as you as you look at those those key analytics as we we're talking about uh, that I said KPI, your key performance indicators, maybe you're just getting a lot more engagement on a place like LinkedIn or Facebook or another platform like that. Right. right. And that's okay. So, if, if you're converting and you're getting in front of people, that's good. That's mm -hmm. fine. That is good. That's great. You know. So that's really part of what, what we're trying to convince people of here. And I think we are trying to convince people of, of our opinion of how we're, what we're talking about is that, in, in this particular world right now, if you want to be an expert and you want to get in front of people, there are certain ways to do it. And we're talking about some of the, I don't know, we can't say surefire, right, Kevin? We can't say surefire way, right. but we, it's a very powerful way to get in front of people. And that's what we want to help people to do. So again, if you're a clinical nurse, a nurse researcher, don't think that there's not a place for you in this world of creating really valuable content because there is a place for you. Because if you want to move forward, if you want to move into your specialty, if you want to even, I guess I would say if you want to, let's say, convince some particular facet of the specialty area where you work, if you want to convince people that you're worthy of, say, a promotion into leadership, one way to do that is to be able to demonstrate 
that you know what you're talking about and you can express what you know. And expressing what you know is really what it's all about. It's also fun. I just want to say it's fun to write and to be able to take your years of experience and transform them into information that enlighten other people. I think it's a really fun process. It is. And I think too that this is great because I tell I tell everybody that I meet, you know, that we're uh-huh. all really a, like a, a, an individual media company. And, you know, because we have our smartphones, we can, we can vlog, which, you know, is video blogging. You can blog from your smartphone if you want to. That'd be kind of hard. But we can do audio. Like I know po- people who podcast on the go from their smartphones. Wow. So we are all like media, media companies. Like we, we take, we snap. Uh, do shots of you know photos and share and write inspirational quotes on those photos and little videos and we share them to Twitter and Instagram and all those things so like we are all little media companies but what I like about the fact that when people have these platforms versus let's say that I'm going to grab information somewhere else where I feel like it's a it's good information but maybe it seems a little bit more detached as far as a human uh, touch is concerned I like mm-hmm. to go to like these platforms and look at the about page. And I always encourage people to spend a lot of time on their about page or about me page because people will start feeling like, okay, I like this content. And now I even feel more connected to this individual or, or number of individuals in this platform that I think that could be your, you know, is a point of difference these days is that I really feel more connected to a human being, even though I'm right. grabbing this stuff online versus let's say that I was going to like Lexus Nexus or, you know, and I, don't, I mean, we use Medscape as, as a resource to, to grab information from. But sometimes I feel like if I can go to another site and grab very similar information that I think is still valuable, but I feel like a deeper connection with that person. I, I don't know. Like, I'll keep coming back to that. No, I think that's great. I think that's great that, yeah, you want to use those platforms to your best advantage. And you just said something that I wanted to, to comment on. Sure. Oh, even if you're not a business person. So... If, if say your LinkedIn profile is the place where you shine, that's mm-hmm. the place where you're, where people can really get a sense of you as a person, then that's the place to really lean into. Like Kevin, you were just saying, if you're a business person, like say, let's take the, the concierge nurse agency in Albany again. Yeah. So sure they they connect with your content on your blog they connect with all the cool things you say on facebook or twitter they look at the really funny instagram images you're putting up or the really interesting images you're posting on facebook for instance so they're connecting with you and they read your about page and they see where you went to school and who you are and they see you know a nice photo of you that's great if you're not the business person again if we go back to the clinical nurse the nurse out there who's you know not wanting a business so your LinkedIn profile can be the place where people learn about you as a person. Because when you apply for a job and you send a resume, that doesn't really have a lot of personality. And you can instill a lot of personality into your LinkedIn profile. You really can. And then that helps the person to really connect with you. And if you want to position yourself for, let's say, that... Um, that promotion I mentioned earlier, great way to do it is on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fluid. I mean, how many times Mm -hmm. have we said that? It's not like your resume where you're like, well, I got to dust off the old resume and update it. I mean, LinkedIn, if you're on there and you're writing, like you're creating content, I mean, you're going to be more 
I mean, you're there. So like you would update things like different contracts or consulting uh, gigs that you're getting or certifications or attended this conference or whatever. You put all, put all that stuff on LinkedIn. Right. I mean, people are going there, not just they like are. me. Uh, well, maybe I'm not a good, good example because I'm also an employer. Employers are going there, but I, I just are. mean like people who are not employers are going there to learn from all you ultra savvy people out there. They are. And they're also out there to, to meet other like-minded professionals. Like I have clients who come to me and they want to learn how to use LinkedIn because they want to meet other professionals who they can talk with and connect with. So lots of people out there want to know what you have to say. Well, it can so, even sound a little selfish though, Keith, like really quickly, uh, is, is just, you can, you can feel filter out some of the noise or -hmm. as far as like, let's say that you went to a a place like a conference and you had all these people that you really wanted to meet. You could almost like vet them before you meet them because you're like, Oh my gosh, he or she writes about this or he or she does this. Like you already have something to talk about with this person. Like you can already like feel more aligned with them even before you meet them in the flesh. If that's a situation that, that comes up, you know, versus like when you're getting to know people, I mean, how many times, like maybe you've been in a conversation, like, whoa, I don't know that I'm really aligned with this person. And, but, but versus on LinkedIn, you can really get to know them even before that. I, I know that sounds a little selfish, but it is, it, it can be a way to, to filter out some of that fluff or that noise. Exactly. Right. So I think we've convinced people that creating content is smart, whether you're a nurse clinician, a nurse researcher, an educator. Oh, for educators, it's an amazing thing to do is create Oh, content, yeah. How did right? we not talk about that? Well, we know a lot of educators and researchers out there get yeah. their names onto papers and journal articles and things like that. So I think the educators and researchers out there probably already know, you know, getting published is really important. Whoever, right. But but publishing on, outside of those journals is important too. And exactly. I, I don't know if they understand that important piece. Exactly. So, so don't discount self-publishing self-publishing is awesome you can really do a lot on as a self-publisher and you can create a lot of really great content that's going to show people who you are and there's there's you can't discount how important that is i I know i know and i think the way i would want to leave this conversation because good grief i mean we covered Mm -hmm. it and you're right uh so if Anytime you step on a goat head, which is very painful, or you get oh pricked gosh. by the thorn, think of Keith and myself, because that's, that's right. us telling you, get your content marketing together, right. get your brand out there. So not that we wish any harm or ill will toward you. We oh, just want you to, to motivate and pivot not and get all. in there. Right. That's right. So Kevin, this has been a great conversation. You and I love this kind of stuff. We love content creation. We love all these sorts of things that really can basically move the needle for people if they want to do something really awesome with their career. So we encourage folks to take us up on this because it is really important and it is really, it can work for you on many, many levels. Yeah. And we did broad strokes here. And just like we said, I mean, this is all, there's no paywall. You have access to this for a whole lifetime or as long as the content's hosted somewhere, it'll be there. And if you right. need something more dialed in, that's what we're here for. Keith, Elizabeth, and myself are, are here right. to to help you dial in a little bit further. Because, like I said, broad strokes uh, was today, and we can help you get more finite if you need to get down to the granular details Very of, true. of other areas. Anyway, Very true. 
Woo. Right. So, so it's important for us. It's important for us to know that you know that you can reach out to us for information. You can go to rnfmradio.com forward slash content marketing. Don't be afraid of the word content marketing, even if you're not a nurse business person. It, this really is for you. So remember, this information can really help you. And we want you to be able to be successful. And part of that success in this particular world that we find ourselves right now is being able to um, is being able to position yourself as the expert that you need to be, that you need to show you really are. So I just wanted to say that that it's that that's that's what you need to do in order to move yourself forward. And we encourage you to take our advice and give it a shot. We do. And we want to hear from you. So head over to rnfmradio.com or hit us up under the hashtag rnfmradio, pretty much all of our social media platforms and let us know, like, I just started this and this is what we're seeing. We want to know. I mean, you think we put that stuff out there and, and just it's like all vacuous and it just goes empty. Like, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your pain points. We want to hear your successes because we want to help. And it, and it drives, it's, it's part of the driving force here at RNFM Radio that it, it motivates us to want to dial in further. And as I said earlier, to get more granular on things. So if there's a question that comes up, let us know. And we'll, we'll put it on the show. And if you need to go even deeper that we just can't do a podcast about it and we need to work with you on this, well, we can do that too at Pulse Media. That's what we do. So, right. Sorry. Wow. All right. We got 181 on the books. Or well, that on, was that was super fun on the blog. So That's there great. it is, one eighty one. Great, and um, Elizabeth wasn't here, and she'll be back, and we'll have a lot more to talk about. And I'm psyched about 2016. I'm psyched about the fact that we're gonna be getting up to what I love to call as our as call our bicentennial. So yeah. we'll have our bicentennial sometime in the first quarter of 2016. So it's going to be an exciting time. So stick around and keep coming back. Exactly. All right. Well, we appreciate all the time. All right. So what did you think about that? What do you think? What did you past tense, present tense, future tense, or whatever content marketing, a lot of information. I know. I mean, but we didn't even go as deep as we should have. If we did, you would still be listening days later. And that's not fair to you because you got places to be things to do. So whether you're an educator whether you are an employee, there's nothing wrong with that. Entrepreneur, whatever it is, you have stories to tell. You have expertise to share. People want to know that stuff. They do. You're a micro business. You're a micro brand. You are a personal brand and get with it. And if you have a platform, then hone in on that content marketing. Uh, if you don't have a platform, remember, you can, of course, just start a simple blog if you want. I mean, really, you can just start out on social media and curate people's content and comment on that on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. But if, if, if starting a blog is overwhelming, then as we said today, LinkedIn, writing over there. There's also another platform. We didn't even talk about it today. Medium at medium.com. That's also a place where you can get started. All that stuff is just there. Like you have access to a huge audience and things are pretty much set it and forget it. You just put the content in. You need an image or whatever. It's it's very easy. So you're not really building anything. Well, actually, no, you are. You're building your brand and you're building that authority. And it does take some time. So don't give up on it and find passion in that. So if you do have a blog, it does go just beyond your blog. There can be other ways to communicate with people and to get your information out there using those platforms, getting out on social media, 
I'm not saying you got to start a podcast or a video channel or whatever, but it, it can go just beyond your blog. Don't be afraid. You're not giving information like everything away for free because trust me, I know that if I spent time with you one-on-one and you were to give me that and I would even like reimburse you for that time, I would probably get so much more value than I'm getting on your blog. That's just a, that's just like warming me up to, to want more of what you've got going on. And we said that you think you might be giving things away for free, but people see that and then they want to work with you. So whether it's just a direct client or it could be another business who wants to hire you or work with you because of the content that they see. And that happens to me a lot. So it, it, it really is. And pay attention. KPI, that key performance indicator, don't forget about that. L- measure those things with your website visits and your content downloads and your sharing what's happening on social. Are people bouncing like when they get to your site, but then they immediately leave? I mean, all this stuff is in Google Analytics and I don't want to overwhelm you and but but it is something that you might want to well actually you do want to pay attention to or have someone pay attention to that because if something's not working you want to know and hopefully alter that and speaking of working and not working if you're developing content like almost every day or constantly or so frequently look at that long form content see if maybe doing that once or twice a month could get you more engagement versus some of the shorter smaller posts more frequent Uh, that would be interesting because we are seeing some traction there uh, in some of the other platforms that I'm involved in. So I'd be interested to hear about that. rnfmradio.com forward slash content marketing to let us know what's working and not continue to diversify that marketing. All right. Anyway, for the sake of time, that is what we appreciate. We appreciate that you are making the most important investment and that is your time and attention to us. And as we said on the show today, that we're, we're going to continue doing this with or without you, but it is a lot more fun with you here. RNFM Radio is hosted by Keith Carlson at Nurse Keith, our lovely and just the rose, Elizabeth Scala at Elizabeth Scala, and myself, Kevin Ross at Innovative Nurse. Find your passion, execute on those ideas, and rinse and repeat. We'll see you back here with us again on our next episode of RN. FM radio.